Hello, 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 friends, and welcome back to Unfiltered Out Loud. As always, this is Ashley Shea, and I am going to start off by, of course, apologizing to you guys for not posting a podcast in a while. Um, so as of course you guys know, you all follow me on Instagram and TikToks. You all know what I've been up to. I've been up to med school and, um, as people say, med school is actually really, really hard. It's not that I forgot about you guys though. I'm just absolutely swamped with being a med student and trying to do that very, very well. With that being said, I have recorded this podcast two times already. Once my first week of school, once two weeks ago, and both times I was unhappy with the final product. Just because I kind of got lost in the weeds and I wasn't really able to focus in on the topics that I wanted to focus in on. So yeah, I've tried to take some time to jot down some notes. That way maybe I can stay on track this time. But without further ado, let's talk about how I got to med school in the first place, and how you can too. Please know, even if you are not like a pre-med student or anything like that, if you are um, pre-any graduate level program, this more than likely applies to you. Most of my listeners are in that age range that you all would be applying to a graduate level school. However, if you are um, a high schooler listening to this and you're about to apply to colleges, this can also apply to you. If you're applying to jobs, this can also apply to you. Um, This can actually just be really relevant to a lot of you. So I'll try to keep it short and sweet, but I think you all get some value out of this and hopefully learn something new. Let's get going. Okay, so to start off with my story, I want to talk a little bit about how I got to med school in the first place. I'm going to be very transparent and vulnerable with you all. Please don't judge me for any of this. I'm talking from my experience. And of course, my experience does not necessarily um, mirror everyone else's experience. So um, take everything I say with a grain of salt whenever it comes to my story. Also, if I'm skipping over some of the details of it, it's just because I don't want to say like you all don't need to know, but like you all don't need to know my whole story to get the lessons out of it. So yeah, that's why I'm not going like super in detail for everything. So basically going into even undergrad, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I knew I wanted to go to med school. I knew that was my end goal. So I, from the get-go, at least had biology as a major. I think I started out as biochemistry and musical theater, but I digress. I ended up just being biology with a couple of minors whenever I graduated. I went in, and whenever I was in high school, I was the top of my class at a 451 GPA. I had an excellent ACT score. I pretty much had my pick going into undergrad with lots of scholarships to go with it. Um, I was a big fish in a small pond. However... I, of course, moved to Louisville for undergrad, and I was a small fish in a very large ocean, and I did not think I did as well as my classmates. Um, It did not matter how hard I studied. It didn't matter how well I performed. I always felt like I, um, I had shortcomings in comparison. So, One thing that I noticed um, in undergrad is that being a pre-med is, of course, competitive, right? We're all conditioned to know how competitive it is to get into med school, how hard it is to get a seat at that table. Um, So there's just a lot of pressure on you at all times, and people are very open about talking about their stats. So I remember very vividly my freshman year, people would get their grades back for, you know, a big exam in our like weed them out biology class and people would be like, oh my gosh, I got a 98, I got a 100, I got blah, 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 blah. And I was just sitting there looking at my like 82, like, oh my God, I'm the dumbest person in the room. And I don't know. 
that's whenever I first had the experience of thinking that pre-med was a little bit of a toxic environment for me. This did not change much throughout my undergraduate experience. So I had pretty consistent grades. I was not the top of my class. I wasn't the bottom. I was just kind of average. Okay. I was not a, you know, 4.0 perfect MCAT score kind of gal. I was average. However, I was not average whenever it came to my story, my why medicine, my extracurriculars, my volunteerism, all that really set me apart. So before I even started the application process, I knew that my grades or my MCAT score might be seen as, I don't even want to say a red flag because it's not like I did bad on either of those, but I knew that they were well below the average for a lot of the schools I was applying to. So going in, I know I just skipped a lot of the undergrad experience, but it's fine. This is what you're actually here for. Whenever I was making my applications though, I tried really hard to optimize them because in my mind, I was like, if I can just get an interview, I will get into med school. And that was the mindset I had the entire application process, okay? I knew I was a strong interviewer and I knew if I could just meet the, um, you know, faculty, staff, whomever is interviewing, that I would get in. However, looking at my stats, I was like, there is no way that any school will give me an interview. Lo and behold, I was wrong. I did what I tried to do on my written applications. And then, you know, fast forward a few months um, after several interviews, I got a couple offers, a couple waitlist offer, um, another interview I didn't even take. And now I'm at the University of Louisville School of Medicine. And I would say I'm thriving, but um, I don't think any medical student is thriving ever. Um, I'm surviving. I think that's really the only way to put it. But that's a very, very brief synopsis of my application to medical school process. I'm going to take a quick break to get my thoughts together and then I'm going to give you all of the advice. So thank you all for staying to the end and I cannot wait to give you all my tips and tricks. Okay friends, welcome back. Thank you for being patient with me. Let's jump right in to my top five tips for getting into medical school or any graduate program or the job of your dreams or XYZ. Um, most of these tips are, you know, able to be kind of spread to those other categories. Uh, most of them, I don't think are, eh, some of them are a little niched down to the um, med school preparation aspect, but that's totally fun. Let's go top five tips. Um, the first tip that I have for you is a quick reminder that your why is more important than your stats. Okay. i alluded to this in the first segment that I recorded. I'll say it again. Your why is more important than your stats, okay? If you have a very strong why, you have a very strong passion for medicine, and you can explain that both in writing and verbally, that can overcome mediocre stats 110 times over. Um, I don't think it could now, it might not be able to overcome, like, I don't want to say horrible stats, but, like, if you're just kind of in that average range, having a really strong why can and more often than not will overcome that, okay? So, if you are, you know, in that kind of average range and you feel like you're not good enough and 
you feel like the fact that you're even applying makes you, you like you just don't have a chance in hell, for lack of a better word. Think of your why. Think of your passion. Why are you going to put yourself through that application process? Why are you going to put yourself through four years of med school, which is so incredibly hard? Why are you going to go through however many years of residency? Why are you going to do that? Why are you going to go $400,000 into debt? Know your why, and your why can overcome your stats, okay? I am living proof of that. I told you all already, my stats were very average. And to be completely transparent with you, I had one very bad semester in undergrad. Okay, I wouldn't say very bad. That may have been a little bit of an exaggeration, but to me, it felt really bad, right? I was in the process of coming out. I was trying to find a safe place to live. I was in between jobs. I just had a lot going on. School wasn't my priority, blah, blah, blah. I was able to explain that because obviously it was a red flag on my application. But with that being said, it made a dent in my GPA. Okay, I didn't get a perfect MCAT score. I did pretty good. I did okay. I did decent. I still got in. And I will sit here and say it till the day I die. The reason that I got in is because my why trumped my stats. And so can yours. So take some time to really reflect on why you want to be a doctor. I know it is easier said than done. A lot of us are just like, oh my gosh, well, my... I wasn't in this case, but it's like, oh, well, my mom was a doctor. My dad was a doctor. My whole family is doctors. Um, No one in my family is doctors. I'm the first person in my family to go to college. I'm this, that, or whatever. Um, I've wanted to be a doctor since I was a little kid. I mean, the, the list goes on and on, okay, for wise. You need to take the time to reflect back as far as you can to that first moment that you were like, I want to be a doctor. Find the story that goes with it and be able to tell it. Know your stories like the back of your hand because that's what's going to set you apart from the applicant pool. Yeah, don't get me wrong. A great stat looks you know, great on paper, but who you are in person whenever they're interviewing you is going to matter 10 times more. So first of all, I had to get out there was your why is more than your stats. You'll probably hear me reference that over and over and over, but it's so true. And I wish someone would have told me that whenever I was applying, because I remember whenever I was, you know, indulging in pre-med content that was giving me advice on going to medical school and actually, you know, doing the application process right. I felt like I was constantly being told, Basically, you're not good enough because your stats aren't where they need to be. I had a mentor tell me, my advisor literally was like, looked at my transcript, saw what my scores on my practice MCAT was. This was before I took my actual one. And that advisor told me that I would not get into medical school this year. They said that I should consider a different path. Like, I mean, you know, it... I mean, I could go on and on about that story, but um, I don't want to name drop or anything like that because that's completely aside the point. Uh, long story short, someone that I so, so, so trusted um, and really valued their opinion told me I would not be able to be a doctor. Lo and behold, here I am. Um, so yeah, that was tip number one. Tip number two, if you get an interview to a med school, that means you are good enough to be accepted, Okay. If they are going to deny you based on your stats, they would have denied you during your primary or secondary application. They are not just going to interview anyone for shits and giggles. 
They do not have time for that. At that point, I think the best mindset to go into the interview with is that of, oh, they're interviewing me to get to know me to see if I'm a good fit personality-wise for the school. And they also want to know, is your why real? A lot of people can write really well. Like if you're applying to med school, you are a smart person, right? I know that. We all know that. So smart people can obviously convey really good stories in writing. Or at least I hope you can because that was the whole first point is that you need to con- like really convey your why. Your interview is more often than not a big reiteration of your why. You get to tell more stories. You get to tell more details. Like the interview is great. In my opinion, that's the best part of the process. But um, I wish someone had kind of told me that if you are interviewed, you are good enough to be accepted. You're not going to be rejected at that point because of your stats more often than not of course I don't know this for sure I don't work in a med school um I don't want to tell you that as like the gospel truth okay um full transparency that's just my speculation based on my application process so take that one with a grain of salt but personal opinion if you're interviewed go in with the confidence that you are good enough to be accepted because I really think you are at that point Um, Okay, number three, start your written applications early, okay? The AAMC does not really change their primary application year to year. Neither does, uh, what is it, ACOMA's um, TMDAS. They don't really change that much. You can log into the browser before it's even time for you to apply and, um, you know, copy and paste whatever the prompts are and the word count or the character count into a Word document on your computer, you can start pre-writing those early, like before it's even time for you to like open up your real application. 10 out of 10 would recommend you do that. On that same note, you can do a quick Google search um, of your top medical schools or the list of med schools you know you're going to apply to and look up, for example, University of Louisville School of Medicine Secondary Essays. And what will pop up a list of, you know, however many potential secondary application questions from that specific school. You can go ahead and pre-write those. Full transparency, though, with the secondary ones, schools, um, or at least in my experience, in the eight schools I applied to, um, I think all eight of them only changed between one and three questions on their secondary. So yeah, you might accidentally write a little bit too much or like you might have the wrong prompt a couple times, but more often than not, like if you just go ahead and pre-write all that, you will be good as gold and you can turn those applications around really, really fast. Which transitions perfectly into tip number four. Please submit your applications early. That means your primary, your secondary. Whenever you get interview requests, interview as early as possible. I did not do this, and I literally have beat myself up for it every since, okay? I wanted to wait until I got my MCAT score back to submit my primary application. So I did not submit mine until mid-August, I believe, of my application year. Yeah, mid-August. Please note, um, at mid-August as a med student, we're already interviewing people. So they've already done their primary, secondary, and they're being interviewed. Please do not do that to yourself. It narrows your opportunities so, so, so much. Um, You are worth so much more. So go ahead, do the work ahead of time. 
Um, if you have time on a break, you know, do all your pre-writing that way. As soon as it opens up, or at least within the first week or two, you can submit that and get that turned over. The sooner you can get it into their hands, the more prompt you look, the more efficient you look. Um, I mean, it's just, it is a win-win for you. Okay, please, please, please do it early. Um, you will thank yourself later if you do. Um, on that same note, I do want to let you guys know something I didn't prepare for in my interviews. Every interview I had, because obviously I didn't interview, my first med school interview was in January. Then I had one in February. Then another one in February. And then I got offered one in May and I didn't take it. But um, the three I did go to, so the one in January and the two in February, my first question for all of those interviews, there were six in total, was why was your application so late? So I had to justify like, hey, I was waiting for my MCAT score. But then the question comes up, oh, were you not confident in your ability to test well on the MCAT? Like, I mean, it was just way more difficult than it needed to be. So avoid it all. Get your applications in as early as possible. Also, um, you know, get a friend or a mentor or a professor or whomever to review your application before you submit it just to make sure you don't make any silly mistakes. Um, and the last tip that I have, by far the most important one, in my humble opinion, something I did not do, find a mentor. If you can find a genuinely good mentor, whether that be a pre-med advisor, one of your professors, you know, one of your friends that got into med school, uh, me, I mean, I post a lot of pre-med content, um, just whomever, um, find a mentor, find someone you can talk to and confide in, confide in because applying to med school is very, very hard. It's emotionally taxing. Um, you get imposter syndrome. You feel like you're not good enough. You feel like you're not deserving and you need someone to remind you the reality of it. And the thing is, if you have got this far that you are starting to apply, you are good enough. It's just whether or not you want it bad enough and you're able to convey that with the right stories. So find a good mentor. Um, I already told y'all, my mentor told me I couldn't get into medicine. Um, still haven't forgot that. It's been a year and a half and I'm still like, damn, they really told me that. That's who I was trusting to be my mentor. Um, I mean, it is what it is now, but find a better mentor than that. Find someone who believes in you and who genuinely wants to help you. All in all, that is all of my tips for getting into med school. I am so sorry that my voice is a little shaky. I'm honestly a little bit nervous to be recording. I've not recorded a podcast in a long time, especially one with tips. Mm -hmm.